Blog Talk Radio.
earthly state of human concerns in existence, an indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bring about specifics and the rebates on value of natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air same as your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding others in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. In existence, an indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. Order. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value of natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this, uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, getting your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intention straight out. All right, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages for us to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories and shit that works. You have an activated pipe man in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. We, what we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over. A tomb that's shooting out of the waves that the building block Okay, of the, the entire universe. Okay, atom. Okay, which is today's for atom. Yeah. 10 to the minus 33 centimeters in space. 10 minus 43 seconds, that is time. If you want to see the last of the true, look at my face. If you want to crack the mysteries of life, study this rhyme. Everything you see is a molecular structure. Your pose, your home, you, your mother, your brother. Molecules make everything we sense matter. Everything molecular, even you rappers. Molecules are made by atoms coming together. Some molecules structures are soft, others tougher than leather. Whatever, the molecular structure of things come from the atomic structure of things. Now you gotta hear what I'm bringing, what I sing clearly. We going through levels of string theory, but don't mind me, I'm just shining my light. True master got beat, so I'm a rhyme on this mic. 22 years rocking, something gotta be right. I'm not a crook, I'm more the archaeologist type. Digging for true aboriginal cats in the pipe. Peacemaker, street savior, KRS-One is life. Uh, I got the feeling for feelings, we fighting fascism. I raise my voice against racism and classism. You can keep your fast living, I Past prison, talk that shit, you get hit with an ass whipping. I stand with a protest sign. I'm not known for crime, I'm known to hold mine with a chrome nine element. At this level, money is irrelevant to making you more intelligent, and that's the end of it. If you give the ancient Africans scrap metal, okay? Yeah, they will transform that into gold. Teacher, philosopher, mystic, scholar, don't get it twisted, we get that dollar, holler, this chain will play, back in the day and today, yes I do bring drama, I'm a builder, I'm a get killer, I'm a professional without the milk or Matilda, when I'm on the scene it's clear, the streets salute Chris with AR-15s in the air, who you think I'm teaching, the conscious don't need to be taught, I'm talking to my dudes going to court, them thugs in them strip clubs, goons in the back rooms, real gangsters, one 
wondering when you coming back soon. Y'all little dudes are fakers. Y'all know money's made of cotton. So why you chasing paper? I'm not a hater. Hate is whack. No doubt I'm a lover. And I love taking whack rappers out. So let's get to it. You young as need a spanking. And in a few years, you're going to be giving me a spanking. Thank you, big brother. Can I have another? You can't play your rhymes for your mother. Every time I see another chick showing her ass for money, I holler, where your father, honey? What kind of childhood would produce an adult like that? It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. So why we holding ourselves back too? Yo, heaven got me, but really this hell have you? I'm speaking the truth, the truth to you. But you reject it because you don't really know what to do. So you frontin' in your own ignorance, in your own belligerence. Real gangsters, man, are militants. Y'all just hoes with a million woes. You supposed to be down with the Sopranos? Who knows? Yo, yes indeed. Back again, back again. Yeah, Atom, Adam, Atim. No doubt. From the, the most minute molecular structure. That's where it begins. No doubt, no thought. You know what I'm saying? So, um, first and foremost, I'd like to give thanks to those who came before and those who come behind. Thanks to Dr. Alene and Kadira. And uh, of course, first world order radio family. Um, today's topic, today's discourse, the, what I like to call the um, the Neckler, the Neckler elevated correspondence. Basically, you know, words that we can understand or understand, understand. In a in a more elevated sense, the Nikola uh, elevated correspondence. Yes, I did um, just finish. I just down my six o'clock uh, sustenance like this. What <laughs> uh, I had some strawberries, few grapes, and a bowl of rice. Dirty rice, dirty dirty rice, organic type of food. Yes. And a, oh, a couple of banana, a banana, uh, homemade banana, um, not smoothie because there ain't no milk involved. So it's banana juice or puree because you know you really can't make juice out of banana. Kind of big. I um like I said today's topic of discussion, our vernacular elevated correspondence is um, entitled, "What's the point?" So we'll get to the point in a few seconds. First of all, let's direct our energy towards light meditation. We're going to go through the, um, the seven mindful steps of meditation. It was one of the first ones that we were doing. And also we'll do a quick nuku. Um, not a quick one, but you know, we'll do a, a nuku. Nupu Holy Men is today's affirmation. I am affirmation Nupu Holy Men. And um, you can recall 
last week we spoke on because we're men. It's the, it's the highest aspect of uh, of consciousness. It's the state of it's the state of consciousness when rule has come victorious, and it, it is the goal of all the spiritual efforts. It's the highest goal within um, the spiritual religious traditions of ancient of ancient time alive and whatnot. Um, it means being triumphant over ignorance in the form of egoism and the fetters of set, or, or basically anger, hatred, greed, lust, selfishness, desire, elation, depression, conceit. Those are dealing with fear, the emotion of fear. At this stage, there is no possibility for the lower nature to sway the mind of a person. And the lower self is like a slave to the higher self. And it takes a minute to get to that point, like dealing with the eight eight steps of for the eightfold path of uh, enlightenment inside of Buddhism and whatnot. So some of those different different uh, mystery systems they have a uh, you know different steps or paths to guide one to that level of holy men consciousness. Um, but also the freedom from the fetters allows the mind to experience boundless skin or life force energy power and to be at peace at And this peace and harmony allows the mind to see beyond the veil of ordinary human consciousness and effects to behold the divine self as such. So, you know, today we're going to go through that one as well as uh, seven mindful steps to meditation. So, again, recall that Horumin, if you want the symbol or the, um, the Medinetta hieroglyph, the sacred symbol or the sacred text of it, it is a man standing with, plum, with a plum crown holding a whip or no, like a flail, and he has an erect penis, swollen um, phallus, and whatnot, symbolizing self control. By holding the flail in his hand, symbolizing self-control. Two plums are symbolic of um, lower Egypt and higher and upper Egypt. Um, the red and white, whatnot. Basically, the lower and the higher self. The red representing the lower and the white, of course, representing the higher, higher self. So the red, the red penis or the red the, um, swollen phallus is symbolizing having the, the energy, the same energy. But then the flail is saying, I have control of this in and that and allowing it to do its little figure right up to the spine, up the spine and back into its origin, its place of origin and not being misused in the physical atmosphere or being as it as it is now. So somewhere. But you know, get yours because I got to get mine too. It's very it's, you know learn to supplement that energy and um, and it's not just busting off with net, you know, of, you know, I mean it ain't like that. It's there's other ways that we sometimes overuse that energy even when it ain't sexual in the matter of intercourse with a woman or with a woman or with another person for that matter because there's some out there that have sex with women having sex with women and men having sex with men. And that's the you know that is also one of the catastrophic uh, type of uh, physical things that take a place. To, I mean, I ain't gonna say catastrophic, but it is. It is affecting some of the re, some aspects of our reality as far as 
manifestations. There's a blockage somewhere. Let's get into that part of the week. So we got some things to go over, some items to discuss. So first and foremost, let's do get this meditation in and um oh yeah, and I am uh, of course meta magician, aka um L L Bay. Check me out on on uh, um four directions dot com. The four directions of health dot com. As well as more Bill. Hello here, but when I got I I'm trying to tell you there's a lot going on with myself, but I I pushed that button when I had the opportunity to sit down and um and I'm gonna you know, keep adding on do do what we gotta to do together as a unit. All right. First part of the meditation, just relax, get into your posture and um I'm going to throw on my bells, my bows, go on to that and bows real quick. So get in the posture, sink the shoulders into the to the um, ribs, ribs into the hips, hips into the knees, and knees into the feet. Basically, all your weight sink down to the roots. It can be at the knees, any type of mudra, hand position that you it is fine. It's 90 degree angle with your legs if you're sitting in a chair. Men, of course, testicles hanging loose so you can serve the energy properly. Okay. So, breathe in through the nose, of course. Tongue at the roof of the mouth. The cock tuck forward. Down the spine, men, we allow that light to go out of our left foot, women out of the right foot. Push down the spine, exhale out of our right foot, men, left foot, women. So inhale once again. And then exhale out the opposite. Really relax, you exhale. Smile into those organs. You can go through different meditations at once. Just remember that one aspect is to breathe in through the base of the spine. So breathe in again through the base of the to the base of the skull. Give me the base of the skull. Then down shoulder, then left elbow, then the left. Light, allow that white light to go to the shoulder, elbow, forearm, wrist, and out the feet. Again, breathe in, 
imaginary white light at the base of the skull. You breathe in through the solar plexus, smile again to your heart, your lungs, kidneys, your urinary bladder, your spleen, your pancreas, your small and large intestines, your gallbladder, and your liver. Smiling in your sexual organs as well. Now pick any point on your on your glandular line. Well, and just focus on that point of breathing eight times. Breathing in the nose, hold the six. Next six. Open three, then breathe out six. Breathe in the six. Open three. Then breathe out six. Take another. Don't forget the, the chin lock. The chin is slightly tucked.
Oh. Sweet. You still there? My computer just blacked out. Hopefully we can still recording. But I mean, that was peace. Um I feel relaxed, relaxed, and released, or whatever. So, um, you can do that meditation for an extended amount of time as well. It doesn't have to be just for those eight breaths. Really get deep into it and to be right with that. You want to get deep into it, you know, samadhi. You want to have deep concentration on the, on the visualization as well as the affirmation, the word, and the, and the connectivity of both as they fuse the left and right brain. So um, the deeper you go into it and actualize that, that those words, with the visualizations, you will acquire certain energy. Like we just talk about the secure, abundant energy, be ready used, use it at will. Um, so learn to go deeper into the meditation. Also, it's transition too, so be prepared for certain things that may occur. Uh, you know, not, don't look at it like it's bad. It's just happening. You know, certain things you got to clean certain things out. Sometimes I clean, clean up the house. I be getting upset because it'd be so much dirt and things in, in areas that I, you know, that shouldn't be there. Like to talk about, but it's there yet still, and it has to get cleaned up. So you might find filth in spaces that we think is clean and been touched in minutes. That, that people might trip up over something, you know, walking around, didn't even know what's happening. These things happen. Just get, just prepare yourself, you know, because the spirit is connected with all things. So, good or bad, however you want to look at it, the good is good. Good is good. You know, be good, be God. Right, so, um, now we're going to I'm gonna go over a couple of tips and tricks for get into it. Um, to the days coming from Dr. Ashby's one of his books Comedic Diet. Actually, I think it's Comedic Yoga. Yeah, it's Comedic Yoga. Anyway, this, I took the notes and I, something I had uh, made some copy. I, I made this I don't know, just a couple years ago but I, I think it's on the four directions of health.com, that webpage. I'm going to run through. These are three states of consciousness and their corresponding foods. Many people don't realize that what they consume has a strong effect on their mind. This implies not only foods, but all manner of consumption. That means everything that we may take into physical body. Just as there are three major states of relative consciousness, there are three basic kinds of foods. This first group is composed of those foods which engender restlessness, agitation, and distraction. Examples are sugars, salty foods, dry foods, hot spices, coffee, fish, poultry, eggs, and etc. Let's get too involved. Let me get the bells. The bells, I mean the bells, the bells. They sound like bells, but they're bells. Okay, let me get back. And um, we are here. Okay, the, these foods, um, the last foods, you know, sugar, salty foods, dry foods, hot spicy foods, coffee, fish, poultry, and eggs. 
These foods promote passion, stimulate the emotions, and excite the body. You know, you know them hot spices. You know, Kanye and stuff. It turn, I mean, it, it excites the body. Use it. Uh, don't use it gingerly. It's sparingly. Just, if you're going to put it on your food, don't, don't overdo it because you'll feel the effects in your, in your body eventually have some type of something going on. Very gingerly. These foods promote passion, stimulate the emotions, and excite the body. Also, eating in a hurry promotes restlessness and distraction. The second group is composed of foods which promote, promote dullness. This group includes meats, tobacco, alcohol, fermented foods, and processed foods, stale or overripe foods. Fermented foods like uh, miso, soup, uh, soy, um, some soy, uh, uh, fermented foods, stale or overripe foods, you know, old food, food that's overripe. Uh, these foods promote dullness of intellect, anger, hatred, greed, volatility, negative thoughts. You know how meat is meat. Um, uh, may not notice, but if anyone has ever transitioned from a meat diet to a vegetarian or vegan diet, they notice that the attitude or the aggression level or anger, things like that, really pretty much fades away after a while. It's, it's hard to get a person angry that eats um, vegetables. You like to eat you speaking on Gorilla very passive and too too aggressive like to talk about. Yeah, he you know, big and strong. He should be like the one in the jungle if anybody is ready to jump on somebody. But at any rate, let's get back to this because we got got some topics to go on. Uh, these foods are filled with negative negativity due to the way in which they are handled in the food processing system. The addition of unnatural chemicals to food in and of itself is reason enough to classify them as tainted and poison. The killing of animals effectively poisons the food with negative hormones as well as the vibrations from the animals. Also, the human digestive tract is not designed to handle meat, so the food rots as it passes through the intestinal system, causing diseases such as cancer. And also, if you ever noticed uh, from the transition going from meat a meat-eating diet to or omnivore, carnivore diet to a herbivore diet, the meat does rot. It, per, it per, causes putrefaction in the body. So that old food comes out the underarms and the butt and the, and the balls, wherever, and the breath, and and, and the person has a, a, a natural stink about them. I mean, but that's only due to um, the meat that is not digesting the body. It also causes those little love handles on the body and the sides and stuff after a while, years and years of doing it and not cleaning out properly. But just continuously pl- uh, placing those things that the body is not accustomed to into it as well. Um, but yeah, that smell. Also, uh, eating vegetables and fruit gives us a natural uh, deodorant. Um, you know, personally, I noticed that when, even when I work out, um, and someone may come over, or I may go somewhere, and uh, you know, I, I I just got finished running, and you know, someone like. Wow, what's that smell? It smells good. They smelled them oils and stuff I put on the day before or whatever, and now it's coming out in my pores due to me sweating. But um, that that's one aspect of, uh, you know, just personal hygiene because it has to come out. So, you know, skin being the biggest orifice of, uh, like, the lungs, of, of when you breathe and stuff, breathing right into and out of our pores at any other time. So it comes out the skin like that, too. And um, causing diseases such as cancer. Um, is is this is this is there any wonder why medical doctors admonish 
Um, those who contract cancer experience heart trouble to stop eating meat and stop smoking. Shouldn't they begin promoting a meat-free diet for everyone, including themselves at an early age? If smoking is known to produce cancer, shouldn't it be outlawed or, or outlawed as are other addictive drugs? Poisons are sold out of greed and ignorance. Also, such poisons are consumed due to ignorance and addictive desires. Your foods are not good for the body or for the mind, but much like the stimulating foods they create, an addictive form of dependency, wherein even when the person has a full understanding of the deleterious, deleterious effects of the foods, he or she continues to consume them anyway, using the excuse, well, I want to enjoy my life even if I shorten it. The weakened will, dis, will disables a person's reasoning capacity as well as their willpower to resist the urge for the foods. Lucid foods are those foods which promote harmony. And it is hormones, the men. Most inner mental peace, right intellect, Ooh, again, you know, willpower, heart, the blood, willpower. They foster the purity of the mind as well as the body. They are nutritious. They are nutritious, and enhance the body's ability to fight off disease. Lucid foods include whole foods. It's whole foods, the whole food, not you know empty foods. Where empty foods are basically processed foods. There ain't nothing in there that makes you intended for us to place into the body like a donut, you know, that carb that's a carbohydrate right there, mixed with fat right there, mixed with protein right there. That ain't nothing you wanna put in your body. That that's a, a food combination from hell, sent from the devil himself. <laughs> that thing on fire. Dunkin' don't don't dunk no donut nowhere. Dunk dunk it in the garbage if you see it. That ain't nothing for your body. Your body like yeah, it tastes good, but what the heck? Why is this donut still in my elbow? <laughs> Making this this sound, you know, the body knows. You know, we might think it's something else going on. You know, I sprained my my wrist when I was playing basketball at the age of twelve, but I'm fifty now, and you know, it's still affecting me. Something's not right. Okay, but at any rate, there's other things that's taking place out there. So, all right, Whole Foods. Cereals, fresh vegetables and fruits, legumes, you know, beans, you know what I'm saying, seeds, nuts, sprouted seeds, herb, herbal teas, honey. Those are good, lucid foods. Keep the brilliance in your body as well as your mind. Get that, that perfect body going on, that Christ body going on, you know, the light body, the African, you know, that HBB, the holy black body. Get the pure, pure, food, pure foods, you know, and become that superhuman, a superhuman. All right, so let's get get to um. I had another one too. Let me see here. Guidelines for correct eating habits. Um, uh, this one, yeah, it, it it goes in with that. So, flow with that. Correct eating habits with no breakfast, but. Uh, coconut water, freshly juice to powder, green drink like uh, chlorophyll, wheatgrass, um, chlorella, something uh, just a, a powder, green drink. Uh, freshly squeezed lemon or lime juice with water, water from a pure source, uh, spring water, or distilled water. Just uh, you know, alkaline. First thing, get out some of those uh, that excess from the day before. You know, it's all type of stuff going on. Like I said, you know, air conditioning, yeah, all type of stuff. Just purify, keep, keep the body pure each day. Each day is a new day. No overeating, eating hungry only. You know, don't just eat because it's 12 o'clock, you know, everybody else is eating. Eat because your body is naturally saying, 
you've worked out or you haven't eaten eaten since uh, seven this morning and it's now five or six or maybe you need the calories because you've been thinking and writing and something like that, get some of that back. But don't eat just because everybody has food for the body. Eat only a vegetarian diet, at least 50 to 80% raw fruits and vegetables. Now, that's a, this in particular is for someone that has already transitioned from meat eating diet to a vegetarian type of um, sustenance. Now that's up to the person at at fifty to eighty percent is what we was talking about the last week on uh, the sale, you know, selling structure being eight percent water. So we want to put more alkaline alkalinity into the body versus um um protein or acid. You know, basically, you know, because that's what happens, the body turns acidic after eating a lot of you know, over indulgence in processed or uh, those empty foods, food items, you know, junk food, basically, and other things, you know, you know, all this stuff. Ideally, eat one at a time alone. The stomach will have an easier time digesting one kind of food at a time. It's called a mono diet, basically. Uh, yeah, you know, otherwise, ideally, do not eat more than three different items at one time. Drink sufficient fruit juices throughout the day. Water consumption will decrease as you will be getting more liquid through the fruits fruit juices, and other raw foods. Ideally, do not drink when eating and up to one hour afterwards. So if you do drink, drink 15 minutes, 30 minutes before you eat and then an hour afterwards. Um, chew all your food thoroughly, 30 to 50 times per mouthful. It's called mastication. Um, drink your food, you know what I'm saying? Basically, is what the, the slang is. Drink your food and eat your drink. So when you drink, um, actually, like, you know, it looks funny, but chew your drink a little bit there, you know, before swallowing it. Uh, yoga exercises daily. You know, do some yoga, some stretch, good stretching in the morning. Like I said, you know, the best stretch I can think of is the sun salutation or the journey of Ra. Uh, you can do that twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. It's a whole set in its own. It's not the complete yoga, like comedic yoga or comedic uh, semi but it is a good uh, set to, to get your metabolism flowing and, and all the organs juiced up for the day. They, they will be happy and just. Thank you. Good melanin where you're supposed to go. And, you know, getting those supplements and stuff in there from the good raw vegetables and fruit. Thank you for the light, you know. I mean, melanin going to take in whatever it's going to take in. It'd be like, thank you for this cheeseburger. But, you know, then it's screaming like, get this cheeseburger the heck about it, man. I can't do my magic. My melanin ain't tripping like it's supposed to. Then, you know, you put some good light on that black, on that screen, that black screen, and the reflection is light, you know, true light. And putting that crazy on there, then the reflection is whatever they want it to be that's already in front of We'll get into some of that in a minute. Food for the mind, attend lectures on high philosophy and spiritual issues. All, always allow the mind to produce positive. It allows the mind to produce positive impressions, which will promote the flow of the life force to circulate throughout the body. Right action, being ethical and nonviolent, conserves energy and promotes harmony. Food for the soul, yeah, being ethical. And nonviolent conserves energy and promotes harmony. Because even when you, I mean, walking pretty much, you know, decreases our energy. But if we're doing something that's like violent and, you know, whatnot, then we're really putting a lot of energy out there. But the other day they had a little get together to have a buddy. Um, and uh, someone, my son and them had a get together, you know, on the third or something like that. I, you know, I allowed it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Staying here, getting it in, you know, doing a little, uh, whoever the rappers is over there, you know, the chief keeps and everything, and get it in, you know, doing the thing. All the songs on, but somebody wants to fight and, uh, and whatnot. 
and they didn't get the fight, but I heard it, so I walked out there. And I'm sitting in that dark, you know, they got glow in the dark, little joints around the neck and everything, you know, floating around. So I see smiles pretty much, but and eyes, people's eyes. But, and, you know, I'm like, I sense their fears. So my heart is beating a little bit because it's like 20 niggas want to jump. Actually, my nip, my nip, or something like that. Yeah, so I'm sitting there like, I'm feeling that fear, feeling all the energy is in there. Then I get in my Tachi mode and I relax, you know, and stuff. I'm like, man, see, What's going on? I, I just let them know. I was like, I open my doors to you. So, you know, if if you guys are here in my house, you have to respect it. Now, if, otherwise, you need to go ahead and leave. This party can be turned down real quick or whatever. Y'all can turn it off real fast. You know, we they they're here. You know, they was here, not uptown where things is regulated. So. I allowed them to regulate themselves and, and be good. I thought I said, be good and be God. I said the day. That, um, I told him, I said, the day that um, you don't create is the day you ain't God. It's an old comedic saying. So it looked at me like, hmm. I'm like, hmm. Because I, I was like, afterwards, I said, the day that you didn't create is the day you weren't God. Just stop destroying and let's build together as a righteous family. And they seemed it like, this nigga just came out with some, you know, they looking like, whoa, okay. You know, dude came up to me and apologized. Like, I'm, I forgive me for acting like that. I understand Kept saying yes, sir, too. I was like, nah, I'm like yes, sir. <laughs> you good? Then, you know, you want to say it? Yeah, like, hey, hold on. I was like, you good? Man. He's like, but, you know, he was like, forgive me for the, all that, and I ain't mean it in that manner at all. He admitted that he was drunk, you know, and it was just basically the liquor. You know, they say a drunk man's words is a sober man's thoughts. So, you know, whatever be on our mind while we're sober, and then we're going to take a, a little sip of that sauce, we tend to act out. Like we Superman, superhuman, but in reality, that sauce to put it in there, and now we're turning over a leaf that ain't even in reality ain't even truthful. Because if I can't walk out with a sober mind and say what's on my sober mind, and I had to put, I, I gotta go get this. That's actually kryptonite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's like I'm using some, a substance, a physical substance, to allow my mind to to flow with the sakim, basically. When in actuality, that ain't. That's not, the, you know, truth for the matter. So food for the soul, practice of meditation daily. That's where your drug is. That dopamine right there. And then like the natural dopamine, practice of meditation daily allow quiet time, quiet time for the mind so that one can experience the glory of the internal self within. Use only starch-free to reduce starch vegetables when breaking the fast. Uh, use starch-free uh, alfalfa sprouts, uh, bamboo shoots, avocado, broccoli, beets, these are non-starchy, low-starch uh, foods: um, cabbage, celery, cucumber, fennel, Chinese spinach, Chinese cabbage, or greens like collard, dandelion, kale, mustard, leeks, mushrooms, um, turnips, turn up, uh, turn up yeah, uh, spinach, uh, peppers, onions. Those are a few uh, good vegetables that are agreeable when breaking fast every morning. Break fast, or whenever you break it. Um, try to have no more than two major meals per day. Do not eat at lunchtime simply because at lunchtime, eat when the body alerts you. Due to the problem of overfarming, which depletes the land of its natural nutrients and thereby causes crops to be nutrient poor, try to eat organic foods. Uh, and supplement with uh, vegetarian vitamins. You know, it means vitamins that don't have uh, gelatin in it or any type of. Prior orchards blend that 
that may have uh, bovine or something like you know cow something in there. You basically look for if you're vegan, whatnot, a vegetarian. Look for things that says vegan um, vitamins. Walmart vitamins. I, I don't know you know stuff like that. Loads food and stuff. I I tend to go to the health store. All right. So those were today's tips on on health. I'm going to do one good um, magic ritual here. Remember, all magic works. Don't matter what it is. If it didn't work, something went right. So you got to retrace steps, see where you, you slipped up. All magic works. All right. Today's magical. Remember, magic is the, the science, basically. You know, the science and art causing change to occur in consciousness, in conformity with the will. You know, so that means you know, you know, is a, a science and art causing change to occur in consciousness, in conformity with your intent, your will. So consciousness and will come together and fuse to make the magic happen. All right, so today's magical ritual, or today's ritual is going to be, um, one is called the change of fortune ritual. Use create good fortune, remove bad luck. So on any given Friday, light a green candle, close your eyes, and then picture a small circle with the words good fortune written inside of it. A small little data point with the words good fortune written inside it. Imagine the circle glowing with the powerful green lantern. No, green light. The powerful green light. After a minute, open your eyes and recite the following spell six times. My Lady Venus. My Lady Venus. Trauma of fortune. Change everything for me now. My burden is lifted. My luck has returned. Do this ritual for nine consecutive nights. So, again, my lady Venus, you can change that Venus to whoever you want, Heteru, Netsak, uh, Yoruba, I mean, uh, uh, Oshun, uh, uh, Milena, who is Zuli, Demaya, uh, you can change it to your mama. I mean, <laughs> But it's a real, yeah, it doesn't have to be Venus. Uh, you can just, uh, it, it's an internal thing anyway. So Venus dealing with with your uh, liver. So there's my eye as well. But just remember, you know, my lady Venus trauma of fortune changed everything for me now. My burden is 50. My luck has returned. All right. The second one is um, actually a comedic, an ancient comedic, um, Ritual, it's a prosperity right used for increasing wealth and prosperity. So what you do, you, you light, you get three gold or yellow candles, and at dawn on a Thursday, you set them in a triangle on your altar. Face north and recite the following incantation. Hail, O ancient ones above the earth, starry deities, good spirits of the four cardinal points. Hail, great spirit who saith, I have come to thy protector. Not shall men, gods, hidden ones, the dead, ancients, any, mortals, any, demons, any, 
bring harm unto thee. Glory to thee, O divine presence. Give me strength, and let me be guided by thy light. Repeat this ritual on the following Sunday at the same time. So those two uh, money rituals or wealth rituals, the comedic prosperity right um, will increase your wealth and prosperity. The other one will um, take away bad luck. The first one um, will take away bad luck and change your fortune. It's a change of fortune um, ritual. So, you know, this is something I, I've done to prosperity, to get your prosperity right. It's pretty cool. Seeing some things, you know. No need to get into that, that though. All right. Yeah, oh, but the other day I was out and about, and um, someone, actually someone stopped by the house, really, and they said, uh, you practice voodoo or something? Because there's a lot of different things, you know, jumping off from the house. It's not really like that, but you know how it is. Pick up things over time that that remind yourself, you know, you know I like it. First off, you know, she, if I ask her that, yeah, I practice voodoo. I'm doing it right now, you know, whatever. <laughs> she might have got spooked or something and ran, but I, I just was like, nah. well, no, nah, I'm just into my, you know, I'm real deep into my African culture. And she's like, I like that. In African culture, that's peace, you know. But then I thought about it for a couple of minutes out, you know, after the case, after that incident, the next day, when I thought about it, it's like, you know what? Practicing voodoo, it's sort of like a doctor or a lawyer practicing, a lawyer practicing law or a doctor practicing medicine. That, that they're practicing it. They don't mean that, you know, just a word alone, like, you ain't perfected this thing yet. So then I thought about it, how you go practice who you are? You know, this is not really like you, you got to wake up in the morning and it ain't a ritual. That's that's practice. That's not practice. You gotta you got to practice to wake up or to breathe. You know, if you don't breathe, it's done. So it's like, you know, voodoo basically means void or, you know, comes, where void comes from, that word voodoo. But if you look at it at that, in that respect, then void is, is intelligence or where the intelligence comes from is void. So. We breathe all day, every day, you know, so that, that emptiness, void, is what fools us at the same time. So it ain't really a practice. It's something that we participate with and we observe at all times. And so, yeah, you know, I just thought about that. Like, they're practicing. Hmm, I'm not a doctor or lawyer like that to practice. they practicing on us. <laughs> okay, so uh, getting to what's the point. Uh, of course, what is the point? What's the point of all this? You know, what is the point? Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. Right? All right. Um, the etymology on the word point. Um, minute amount, single item in a whole, sharp end of a sword, etc. A merger of two words, both ultimately from Latin, pandir, trick, pierce, puncture. The Latin knew the past principle punctum was used as a noun meaning small hole made by pricking. Subsequently, extended to anything that I looked or anything that looked like one, hence dot a particle, etc. This is the old French point to dot smallest amount which was bought in Middle English by circa 1300. The point, 
the matter being discussed is attested from late 14th century, meaning sense, purpose, advantage, usually in the negative, as in, what's the point? All right. What's the point? Um, it is first recorded in 1903, Point of Honor, 1610, translates French, Point de Honneur. Point of no return, 1941, is originally aviator's term for the point in the flight before which any engine failure requires an immediate turnaround and return to the point of departure and beyond which such return is no longer practical. The point, the matter being discussed in the test of meaning, you know, sense, purpose, advantage, usually in the negative, as in what's the point? What's the point of doing all this? Or what is the point? We will soon find out what the point is. If you don't know, you already know. You know what the point is. All right, so. Vertex. Vertex is used in mathematics and geometry, specifically the point of opposite the base in geometry. In Latin, vertex, the highest point. Literally, the turning point. Originally, from vortex, whirling column or whirlpool, from vertier to turn. Meaning, highest point of anything is first detected in the 1640s. So, originally, it's from whirling column or whirlpool from words. The Latin vetere. And what do we know? That worlds and is like a whirlpool, a black hole. And what are we? We are holy black bodies that are taking in and absorbing all things in our acquired reality here. So what's the point? The mind is an essence an infinitely developing structure that can be conceived as a portal for the reception and transmission of thought or light and sound. Let me see. Let me read that again. The mind is, in essence, an infinitely developing structure that can be conceived as a portal for the reception and transmission of thought or light and sound. The mind can also be viewed as a vault or a storage space the prior recognition of self or soul, what we term as memories. Memories, you break the word down, you have mem, so that's water, blood, mighty, or chaos, and you have ories or ori, which basically means um, head, right? And in our Yoruba, or you know, one of the deities is called ori, and orishas, ori means the head, all right? So memories. Basically, because mem is, is blood, chaos, water, so it's creation. So memories can break down the creative thoughts. So as mind grows, the knowledge of self or soul grows perpetually and simultaneously as one unit. This transition is performed at an individual, minute, self-determined level and at a greater macrocosmic interdependent connection with all. This concept is named the grand unification theory in quantum physics. This is also equivalent to Koras consciousness, Christ consciousness, and developing our light body, the body of Christ, the perfect body, is the ultimate state of completion, from which nothing can be added or taken away. Heaven and hell may fade away, but my Jesus never fails. You know that? This is the perfect spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically balanced androgynous body, also entitled the triune self, the knower, the thinker, and the doer. The consciousness, which imparts the Karas body, is symbolized with a dotted circle. This symbol is, in truth, you. The dot in the middle implies source, the I amness, Mukpu, your origins, the initiatory spark of creation, the 
The circle on the outside represents the expansion that you have done of your soul through all the experiences in all the lifetimes. This is the first cell, the bindu, the black dot, the bantu. And um, the word bantu is, is Zulu for man. And it's also the same word that they use to represent, to represent God. So in their system of, of thought, vernacular, Bantu had dual meaning, being that it means on one defined as man and on the other defined as God. So they already had, you know, they, they had the, uh, a concept that's far far greater than, you know, like now we, we, we look at God outside of ourselves. They already knew that through them, God was going through life. But through the, what was within them, what resided within, within man is God. So their approach on life was completely different than ours is and not. And then, uh, you know, everything else that flowed from them as far as being God within and knowing that man is God was completely different. So now we're getting back to that I I am, that I am, you know, and that goes to the Bindu. So Bantu to Bindu. Bindu, the black dot, you know, the, the Hindus wear on their forehead, you know, representative of the crown chakra and the first dot chakra. Oh, also the, the black dot or whatnot, part itself, being the, the soul embedded within the pineal gland as it comes in through the bendu spot, which is the soft spot behind the head. That's why, you know, in meditation, you got that chin tucked right there. That soft spot gets that cosmic energy going right there. You know what I'm saying? Where, where the Jews be wearing a little, little um, what you call it, cap, the kufi cap. You know what I'm saying? Keep it protected. A black one on, too. You know, you wear that black one, you, get, you keep your melatonin flowing throughout the day. Even when you know, you're out in the sun a little bit, the melatonin still is still producing is being produced by the pound gland. So that's a, that's a plus. So this is the first sale. The circle on the outside represents the expansion that you have done your soul through all the experience in all the lifetimes. This is the first sale, being due, black dot, the bantu. As we approach the unavoidable, what some term is death, there must be an acceptable point of view that can be agreed upon without the discomfort and displacement that is born through puzzled leaders who lean on dictatorship versus unity by way of the complete disclosure of truth. These truths, which are purportedly self-evident, have been disguised with half-truths or utterly complete falsehoods, misguiding the dependent on a course of self-destruction with no medium of self-help due to the sensual entanglements that cause greater conflict than pleasure. The heart of the matter, or in this case, what's the point? The point is the truth, and the truth is that there is no one way. All paths lead to the same destination. Some may take the high road, some may choose the low road. At any rate, these paths will eventually meet and become one. What has been perpetrated as education, religion, healthcare, science, as well as the family unit, is none other than measures used to manipulate the masses towards necessitating physical desires in place of our innermost intent. The point is the avenue that these sensual gratifying feelings originate from, as well as where the truth of our heart's intent arises. When the path is full of blinding clutter in contrast to a guiding light, then the space and time we call reality is projected as the former. This clutter seemingly leaves incompleteness and frustration, mainly due to the fact that one cannot find a way on the path that is numerous 
that has numerous obstructions which hinders the true direction and objective. You look at the word frustration, you got fear you starting in a negative manner. Then you have fire you star attend. Fire you star attend. Or ashin. So you fire star. You know, attend. The life. So, you know, why should we pay attention to? You know, your mind is is the wallet. So we gotta watch what we pay attention to. Mind is wallet, your attention, it's your money. So you don't be giving your money to everything like that. You can frame it in that manner, you know what I'm saying? So we gotta watch and be more observant of what we participate in. Because we always participate in something, you know, even when we sleep. So so frustration mainly due to the fact that one cannot find a way on the path that has numerous obstructions which hinders the true direction and objective. This clutter is of our own doing and undoing. It only has to be noticed and accepted as what it is and then refined into what it is to become. In some instances, we deny ourselves a future because we dwell on the thoughts and feelings of yesterday so intensely. The thoughts and feelings couple and generate a reality that is founded on the beliefs and perceptions our emotions, love and fear have produced. As stated previously, if the action demonstrated is not in the category of the word used to define the action, it is subconsciously absorbed as distorted subliminal information or synthetic psychic information. As in the case of a master of a dog transforming the word love into a word of anger, hate, and fear by continuously striking the dog and telling it, I love you. Looking deeper into this metamorphosis and replacing the dog with the human at birth, we see how direct the subtle influence can dictate our life unintentionally or subliminally or sublimely. What I mean by that is if we change, look look how we come out the womb and first thing they do is smack us on the ass or whatever, make us cry. And then they give us the mama, mama like, I love you. You're like, what? You, I just got hit. But that was like a bat to, you know, <laughs> like a bat to the back of the neck of somebody, you know, a grown just hit me like that in my <laughs> what you doing? I, I wanted to haul off on the doctor when they did that to my my feet. But at any rate, you know what I'm saying, what what's taking place is a ritual, so to speak. They do it every day, you know. Smack that and then wham. So unintentionally or sublimely it's happening to us at birth that we get introduced to false sense of what the word is, love, or the action behind an action that is uh, contradicting what love is, should be, anyway. So, we go through life and we have this, what they call uh, parasympathetic shock, where we go into the parasympathetic mode and try to, you know, relax anytime something that's fearful or on that, on that realm of emotion comes into our particular uh, area. So, you know, we just we just tighten up like sit still, you know, I'm not gonna move, you know, serotonin, you know, move parasympathetic, don't move, you know. So, I'm scared, don't move. You know, so we, we get stuck and that uh that parasympathetic uh nervous system is go, goes into that shock mainly due to those first instances of uh 
of our physical reality, like uh, getting smacked on the on the rear end, and as well as um, going and getting that circumc- circumcision for men, you know. So you put that guard up real quick. You see something coming to that. Oh, oh, oh no! I don't want you to put nothing. <laughs> it's a knife. So we gotta get over those type of uh, those type of mentality. So what's the point? The point is your origin. It is the placeholder of your true inheritance. This point is, in essence, a portal or vortex that, when opened, meaning not blocked by the overindulgence of our senses, we can once again stand on the earth while soaring through the heavens as holy men. You know what I'm saying? Not blocked, but by the overindulgences of our senses. Sometimes, uh, We'll get into that the state of, of you know, we be like we in a flow in life, and then all of a sudden, you know, bam, something happened that was uh, you know not expected or whatever, and then we get frustrated because of that that mishap or whatever, you know. But go back to the point is your origin is the placeholder of your true inheritance. This point is an essence, a portal, a vortex. And we're opening and not blocked by the overindulgence of our senses or the clutter, we can once again stand on the earth while soaring through the heavens. So, when those things are happening, even in the transition, you got to clean out that closet in order to get what you're supposed to out of it. So, there's a lot of clutter involved in, inside of the mind or inside of that portal, the, the pomegranate, whatnot. Then, the light that goes in, if the light is based on the senses or what we are already. It was already activated, and it's not based on the non-thought or what is not readily, you know, available or seen, like you talk about. Then we're going to just, uh, we, you know, we might have those little trip-ups, you know what I'm saying? Those, that frustration might, might pop off. But the thing to do is not look at it like it's a slip-up and just smile at it like, oh, yeah, I meant to do that. You know, play it off so we you know, like to say, play it off. But, you know. Just get up and keep moving, you know. Don't don't lay down on the ground and start sobbing and crying because we've been tripped up over this this uh this stick in the middle of our path. Just keep it going. All right. So the point to be considered the origin of all symbols. Went over this last week. Um, it has no dimension and it's without space, without an inside or an outside. The point is the source for all which now follows. Circling the square. So, again, the point is like it's an avenue. It has no dimension. It has no, no space. It has no existence. It is where existence comes from, but it has no existence. This point is the origin of all things. It's where all things originate from. You know what I'm saying? It's this dot, this little this bending dot, this black dot. You know what I'm saying? It's where all things have its initiation into the physical reality. But all things, regardless if it's physical or not, it's coming from a point. You know, so what is the point? Again, circling the square, we go back and just circling the square is an esoteric jargon for the marriage of heaven and earth, aka the sacred marriage of Hyros Gemios. The circle is the traditional is the traditional shape assigned to the heavens and the square is the form appointed to the earth. When the two points are unified or made equal in area and perimeter, we speak of square and a circle, meaning heaven and earth. Spirit and matter, the lower and higher intelligence, are symbolically merged together as one or married. It's 360 and 360, equal to 720. You know, 720 degrees of uh, knowledge. 
wisdom, and understanding. Good things. Everything in the universe consists of divine energy, a mixture of spirit and matter. A soul, for example, is a part of a wider universal soul, while the physical body consists of elementals or particles, fire, air, water, and earth, that are linked to all other beings within the spectrum of the physical reality. Within holy scripts, deity often manifests itself to humans as fire. Fire is associated with heat that can warm as well as heat that can burn and destroy. Kabbalistic mystics combine the symbolism of fire with a number of candles or branches. Seven branches and the legs or roots, three, that they spring from. This equaling, thus equaling ten, representing the sephiroth or the cypress, spirits within the Kabbalistic tree of life. Ten equaling one, or the point of origin of all symbols, thus the initiatory spark of fire of creation, Atimra. The Quran has numerous names and definitions of the divine. One of the most mysterious and poetic is the description in the 24th Surah, which states, Allah is the light of the heavens and earth. The parable of his light is as there is a niche, and within it is a lamp. The lamp enclosed in glass, the glass as it were a brilliant star, lit from a blessed tree, an olive tree, neither of the east nor the west, whose oil is well nigh luminous, though fire scarce tested, light upon light, end quote. This parable alludes to the functions and capabilities of the seed, the point, the soul, being the niche within a lamp, the pomegranate, being surrounded by glass, which can be personified as internal and external melanin, due to it having the attribute of absorbing all light, sound, vibrations, and frequencies, and having no definite shape or color. The glass is stated as being bright as a star lit from a divine olive tree, whose light flows from infinite directions. Olives being dark in color, this is also a symbolic of melanin being the most intricate and integral characteristic of creation. Something that I wanted to bring to the table right here. Azada, uh, Akita Freedom, I'm reading it right now, so that's why Akita Freedom, Melanin Akita Freedom by Rich, Dr. Rich King. That's why I keep going back to it as a reference. Um, the light is the messenger of light. As in uh, Lucifer, uh, uh, Uriel, uh, Prometheus, Prometheus um, you know what I'm saying, um, the messenger of light, Mercury, you know, um, of the one eternal is the messenger of light of the one eternal sun that shines through all life. Um, we go over here to this uh, clinical medical, medicine quantitative references for the uh uh, thus, there are references to the Eye of the Wu in the comedic great books of history, anatomy, chemistry, and biological psychiatry, and they're, uh, and they're similar as clinical medicine quantitative references for the Eye of the Soul, Eye of the Wu, Panagram, and the Christian Bible. Um, I read this last week. I didn't, uh, I didn't know it was in here as well, but um, upon the fragments of the writings of our ancestors as they appear in the Holy Book, Book of Christianity, Genesis 32, verses 22 to 31, remember that as of the Thirteen. I so we get down here, and and he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons, and passes over the four of the book, meaning the flowing, the flowing, the flowing is uh, melanin. Jacob or Yaqub was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Yaqub again means um, supplanter or he who rules. Governments and also means uh, grab by the heel. 
Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him into his place in the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled him again, as he wrestled him with, with him. And he said, let me go for the daybreaker. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless, bless me. So Jacob said, Jacob was like, I ain't letting you go unless you bless me. And the angel of God or the angel will not say unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince has thou power with God, or, thou, or has he defeated God and with men and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I praise thy name. I praise thee thy name. And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his stock. In this biblical quotation, I references in the name Pineal Glen, whereas it is Penal, Penal, describing an event. Also, the name change, changing in self-identity, as body, mind, and soul, spirit. It's like we get uh, our divine attributes or a national, a national uh, title or not. Um, that that affirmation, getting that affirmation through an affirmation, that name change changes the whole structure of your thoughts, and so therefore that point. Is no longer a point that's external. It becomes more divine, more of a, a connection to the unseen, and it's moved with that name and, and that you know that the self identity change, whatever. It becomes more powerful, and it, it, it actually emanates a, a more responsive type of, um, not reactive towards the physical reality, but be more responsive to your spiritual reality because that name change. You got to once you get that name change, you know the name definition or whatever. Then it's hard not to become or be what your attribute is. So find a good attribute and be that. Be who you are. Be your super holy man. All right, describing an event, change of self identity, body, mind, soul, spirit, dimensional shift in an anatomical site, hollow of the thigh. You know what I'm saying? By two forms of environmental light, hormone melatonin during moonlight, night, and serotonin during sunlight, daytime. So in the shadow hours, getting that melatonin, in the sun hours, getting that daytime um, serotonin. And that's uh, he rose up at the night and took his two wives, that melatonin, two wives, and whatnot, two women servants. Uh, that's a uh, Betis, and uh, and I said whatnot. That's uh, Mary Magdalene and Mary was on the road right there. Still, his 11 sons, him and his 11 sons, the 12 on thoracic vertebrae, passes over the forge, the book, the book. You know, it's with the joy, and the joy means to send so that energy going down the spine from, from, uh, from the, uh, where Jesus has been dipped into the third ventricle of the palm of land, been baptized. The energy goes down, the cerebral spinal fluid, and it goes back up. And he passed over towards the book flowing. And he's left alone, takes it out of the, the hip. And we go over here, right here, and it explains um, metaphysically the inner realization. This is final. It's the inner realization of the divine presence having succeeded to prayer and attaining divine favor, then being blessed by that. Israel continues for God, striving for God, who prevails with God. Prince with God, dominion with God, leadership with God. Turn toward God, so we find a God within, the inner realization of the divine presence within, by two, 
Metaphysically, Israel, the mind controls the body through the nerves, and a great nerve, the sciatic, runs down the leg through the hollow of the thigh. The will acts directly through this nerve, and moves the individual, or individuated dual self, through his mentality or understanding, Jacob, the supplanter, exercises um, his I am so higher mind power upon the natural man in an attempt to make unity between spirit and divine natural man. There is a letting go of human will, Jacob's style of joint. A great light of understanding breaks in the struggling soul when it discovers that there is a divine natural body and it clings to that inner life, the Israel, and strength and perpetual vigor, strength in both spiritual and, ma- and material. Kim Wu. So that, that's that uh, unity of the high road game most, the circle and the square, circle and the square, square and the circle, you know, standing on your square. When you stand on the square, that means you have found you found a foundation within your the means of your reality that's not based on the reality of physical, but based on the reality that's um, more proficient and more consistent and permanent. That's a spiritual reality. A great light of understanding breaks from the struggling soul when it discovers that there is a divine natural body. Uh, and that's that Kim world, the perfect black. That's that. That's I see it. Name for I see is what's it? W S R. Thought of that. We go in there real nice and easy like that. So you know we are the HBBs, the holy black bodies. You know, put that light on that screen, and let it reflect properly as the as the divine would. Now that don't mean you know. Get a robe and you got to wear this orange robe or whatever and sit in meditation for 50 years to attain enlightenment. It means um, follow your heart, basically, and be less reactive to the emotions that generate the same reality that is already, is already being uh, pretty much infused inside of our, our psyche. So... When we just that men have I'm talking about right there. You know, ignore a lot of the stuff that's going on and you know, just keep moving. Otherwise we're gonna create things and 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 whatnot that we don't really necessarily want. And then we're just gonna talk about that and create some more, and then we're gonna talk about that and then we but we're not the realization is is not we're not recognizing that we are the ones that are uh actively Creating those realities. All right, so let's get back to it. What's the point? Right, within the Dogon cosmological system, the word "po" refers to the primary component of matter. In Metaneta, "pa" (p-a-u) means existence in primordial times. The heretic word "pots" also Semitic. "Pots" refers to mass, matter, substance, the stuff that permeates all things. That's in Potnitir, the name of the tree of life within the um, Metaneta or the Comedic mystery system. Initiation system on um, Potnitir, meaning uh, the mass of the divine or the matter of the divine, also the cake or the ingredients from the divine. In Japanese religious as well as martial art systems, Ningpu means the essence. The Dogon priests teach that the things created by Amma will form themselves by the continuous addition of identical elements beginning with the Pope. So basically, what that means is the hologram. Or in this case, the first 
sell the point, which is the pole here. The pole is the is the primary component of matter. It's the first atom, the first cell. This folds over into it, it repeats itself over and over, and continuously forms identical elements to form the physical item. It begins as the pole, and then it produces itself as the product or whatever it is into into the physical reality. And um, that's the hologram, the whole text, the whole message. And the whole message, again, right now is based on some fear. And it is, you know, transitioning now into love. Cool. That other stuff, you know, it don't take a lot. Because the original, of course, the primary component of matter is love. The first cell is based on love. So, you know, everything else outside of that right now is, is a little different. Not everything. So, the strongest aspect of our, of our life is, is going to always be based on love. There's all the things that may occur inside of it may seem like some other stuff, but it's still love. So, remember, don't react to the definition. We can change it up. You know, whatever. If they're saying it's hate, we ain't got to reflect on it like the definition. They say, break the word hate down, high T. You know, they mean mountain, high IT. I mean heart as well. It comes from the heart. You know what I'm saying? High, you know, it's, it's life. T means dual or what or what not. Hey, hey is life. You know, the living soul. You know, the T meaning um, corresponds with, with duality or two. So Two lives, whatnot, it's two connections. So hate ain't really based on some agreement of, of discord. It, it can be based on agreement of unity between two selves, lower and higher selves. Right? Like, right. um, armor will form themselves by the continuous addition of identical elements, beginning with the Pope. According to the Dogon mythological model of matter, the pole is composed of smaller components of matter called semi-seeds. That, like protons and neutrons in the nucleus of an atom, combine at the center of the pole. Then, like an electron orbiting an atom, the semi-seed surrounds the pole, crossing in all directions to form a nest. Dogon priests also state that conceptually, prior to existence, existing as particles, Matter exists as primordial thread. Each thread is said to pass through a series of seven vibrations inside a tiny egg, which the Dogon have entitled the Popilu, or the egg of the world. As complete unit, the Popilu is observed as a spiral. The spiral is a counterpart to a tiny vortex that is suggested in torsion theory to exist at the same level as matter inside the comedic mystery system. Oh, it's, uh, same level as matter. And we go when we look at we look at this right here. Um Dogon priests also state that conceptually prior to existing as particles, matter existed as primordial threads. Each thread is said to pass through a series of seven vibrations inside a tiny egg, which the Dogon have entitled the Popilu, the egg of the world, as complete unit. The Popilu is observed as a spiral. This follows a counterpart to a tiny vortex that is suggested in torsion theory to exist at the same level as matter. All right. 
So, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. So, I'm going to keep it moving. And then we'll come back to what I'm talking about right here with that, uh, where each thread is said to pass through a series of seven vibrations inside a tiny egg. All right, so inside the comedic mystery system, Nith or Nit is the great mother goddess of creation and the mother of all Nithus. A text in the Roman period temple of Esna describes how Nith created the world by speaking seven magical words. Everything Nith could see before heart came into being, including 30 gods. And then she went out to create the sun god, Ra, who himself created mankind. And also, you know, child of Ru, I said, Isis, I mean, I said, Asir, Ashu, Tefnut, Geb, and Nut, you know, those, the, the Anad, basically, it's Anad, the Nine, which is called the Nine. Um, he created, she created uh, the sun god, Ra, who himself created mankind. During her festival, a statue of the goddess Nis was placed in the sunlight to reunite her with her son. Her name is linked to the root of the word for weave. Neith was also known as a goddess of weaving and the domestic arts, and she was said to have woven the world on her loom. She was called the seamstress of the cloth of life, whose thread is gold, the sun, the sun, whose needles are the fire, whose needles are fire, the seed, the spark, the point. Despite being a goddess and mother, Neith was considered to be so powerful that she was described as androgynous, two-thirds of her being male and one-third female. Symbolism, when understood, is a practice that allows cultures to transmit essential knowledge from generation to generation. So symbolically, point can be deciphered as po, the first unit of matter, and net, a weaver, or creator. So in essence, the creator of the first unit of matter is the point. That point is the avenue that the first unit of matter, or the atom, flows through. Because if you're looking at it, the way I'm looking at it, neath is the creator, the Nitus. And when the Nitus, of course, is Atom Ra, or Adam, or Adam, Adam Cabin, Cabin Adam, I guess you know that, you know, but the primordial man being the first unit of matter is the Adam. All right, so the creator of the first unit of matter, that is the point, that's the point, it's the avenue that the first unit of matter traveled through to get to where it is now, 76 trillion cells consist within the physical body to create the illusion of us being here from that point. We, we forgot about that. We forgot we're supposed to be having fun with this, you know, this illusion, you know, be magical with it. They, they, it's the force type of manipulated, uh, you know, loss of memory, amnesia, so to speak, amnesia. You know, take that back and, you know, get into it a little bit. And I mean, knowledge or am in uh, Asia, meaning uh, place of the earth or the earth, land. So knowledge of the land. It's been forgotten. And Asia. Um... So we go back to that Dogon priest also states that conceptually prior to existence, particles matter exists as primordial threads. Each thread is said to pass through a series of seven vibrations inside a tiny egg. Seven vibrations, threads, what? Sounds familiar? 
Huh. Oh, yeah. Right here. It says, um, Nephi is also known as the god of weaving and domestic arts, and she was said to have woven the world in a loom. She was called the sisters of the cloth of life, whose thread is gold, the sun, whose needles are fire, the seed, spark, the point. Despite being the goddess and mother, Nephi was considered to be so powerful that she was described as a dragoness. Oh, and right here, um, she spoke seven magical words. Everything he conceived of a heart came into being. If her heart came into being, not in the head, but she conceived of her heart. So, looking at that again, we got seven magical words. Vibrations inside a tiny egg. What vibrates? Sound. The seven magical words. And then we got right here. Um, she's the seamstress of the cough of life, whose thread is gold. Gold going through what? A needle. What's that? A needle. What is a needle? The eye of the needle where the sun is going through the thread, the physical body, or whatnot. So, seamstress of cloth of life, whose thread is gold. She uses the sun, the light from the sun, to pass through the first portal, the point, you know, and then that point folds over and into the fabric of life or, you know, us and everything that we can physically see with our physical eyes and what we also can see with our spiritual eye when we tune to it. Who needles are fire to see the spark, the point. All right. And so I'm keep going. So um, the first unit of matter can symbolically, I mean, so symbolically, Point to be deciphered as Poe, the first unit of matter, and Nit, 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 Weaver, Creator, the Creator of the first unit of matter. That's the point. What one important aspect of Dogon cosmology is Ama, the Creator God, as not being a large and powerful entity, yet being so minute as to be officially hidden from view. Amen Ra, Ama, is the hidden sun. The pictogram of Ama, also known as the womb of all world signs, or the egg and the ball. This symbol represents or represents the conceptual starting point of creation as a cosmological and biological at a cosmological and biological perspective. The point where matter transforms from its wave-like state into particles where life begins. Atim, atim. The wave-like form uh, to the represent um, uh, new order, primordial waters. You know, before existence, the undifferentiated. Energy matter that uh, brings about life, or the, the atom flows from in its perpetual state. Uh, the popilo symbol or egg in a ball is essentially the tamara symbol that represents the sun, Antara. This figure consists of a larger outer circle, the ball, drawn around a smaller circle, the egg, the point. Biologically, the inner circle symbolizes the fertilized egg or ovum. The outer circle re- represents the manifest physical reality of the human being. The Dogon priest divided the circle into four equal parts, starting from the midpoint. Point um, starting from the midpoint or egg, forming a cross within the circle. This is symbolic of the four fundamental modalities of fire, body, courage, heart, air, the mind, clarity, lungs, water, 
the emotions, authentic power, kidneys, then kidneys generate genes or the essence. So it's authentic, the original power right there. And earth, the spirit, just for life, the spoon, basically ball, time out there. So again, this is symbolic of the four fundamental modalities of fire, air, water, and earth. That is, when the, Dog- the Dogon priests divide the circle into four equal parts, starting from the midpoint of the egg, forming a cross within the circle. This is also in relation to the copy cross. You know, uh, the Egyptians have, uh, the ancient Egyptians had a mission system for religion called copy Christianity. They had a cross right there that was uh, within a circle. And I put that on the slideshow as well. Let's repeat that if you can. Um, So right here, you do um, water the most water and earth. Baltama already. The name Ama is in essence two comedic words. Am meaning knowledge and Ma to examine and perceive. So it's the knowledge to examine and observe the truth. The Dogon standards Ama by Dogon standards Ama is equated to seeds or grain. An ancient Tamarian word for grain is am, A-M-M. Also the word to calm or to charm, to calm, T-C-H-A-R-M. The T is silent, so it's be charm, which can refer to a seed or act of making a sign, symbolic. Again, a religious ritualistic observance. Also recall the word to cut means to give word or to speak. And is where the word Texas originates from. Texas, remember, roots to tax, power of the word. And going into that so called Jay Ham thing here, you know, all these other things popping off as well. But the outward similarities of the Dogon egg and the ball, the point, and the tamarind. Tamarian sun glyph, as well as the Chinese yin yang symbol, can be inter- interpreted as the creator god. These figures are meant to symbolically represent the first conceptual stages of creation, where order, chaos, differentiated energy matter is, manis- is manifested from disorder, chaos, undifferentiated energy matter. Astronomically speaking, the Dogon symbolized Sirius A, a Sigitolo, the 50 year star, as the outer circle in Sirius B, As, or Aset, Potolo, the star of deep origins, as the inner circle was seen. The movement of these two stars recreates the figure of the egg and the ball, the point that personified as a spiraling image which characterizes the popilu. When seen in the sky, it gives testimony to the renewal of the world. The Dogon creator god, Ama, preserves all the initiatory signs of the seven vibrations for the process of creation within its womb and also doubles as the popilu, which the postar, Siji, Tolo and Potolo represent in the sky. Go go right here again. So, if you ever ate quinoa, quinoa, you know that the ancient grain, the ancient super grain, the Aztecs, Mayans, and of course the cheap people, it's more omics, so we we eating this right. So we still eat. I still eat it. And I know if you have you eat this, you know quinoa. If, if you notice when you're uh, cooking or whatnot, boiling the seed or this this brain, ma, 
and we change that the B A L to change it to a R. We got ball, which means see the grain in Hebrew. When you look at it while cooking, you'll notice that this germ will pop about the kernel. It's just bam at the seed. And how's it doing? It's spiraling. See how powerful life is. This spiraling image which characterizes the pupilla. So this queen will right here. Queen. Wah. You know what I'm saying? The queen. See the spiraling energy coming up out the sea right here to spark life, to bring about life. And that's just a physical representation of something that's taking place spiritually. You know, so even even inside that queen well, as it cooks, and then we start looking at the thing, you know, from a physical point of view, we notice that there's a spiraling aspect of life taking place coming through that the kernel as the as as it produces the the food or items that we're about to consume. So that germ comes out and just it's like, you know, Beautiful. We're going into a mitosis now. Look at what's taking place. You got this seven. You got seven words that were recited by Neith. Seven vibrations within the Dogon uh, mystery system, where the seven vibrations inside of the tiny egg um, produce. The, the egg of the world. And it's observed as a spiral. The whole thing is observed as a spiral, but in mitosis, in mitosis basically means um, the act of, of, or the process of warp threads. What is warp? Warp means threads running lengthwise in the fabric. It also comes from German warp or warp, an old Norse warp cast of a net. So you got the word net embedded inside of the definition of warp. And again, net is the weaver or the creator. And and she the de- she is the deity that birthed all the gods and inevitably the god Ra that birthed the humans and Ra is the representation of the sun. Then you got the sun behind that sun, which would be Ceres. And series B, you know, the star of deep origins. And then you have the other sun, which would be pineal gland. I see it embedded in that pineal gland. The sun behind the sun behind the sun. So those three aspects, those points of activation, are the points of our three higher cells coming into, um, in conjunction with each other. And no one has had to battle. Now, you know, put the proper fuel in the vehicle. So basically, um, mitosis means, again, the, the process of warp thread. So um, the warp of fabric is that across which the warp is thrown, but also in astrophysics, the fabric of space and time. And it became very popular with the statement of um, warp speed ahead, you know. So threads running lengthwise in the fabric is, is warp thread. But that fabric can also be looked at as space and time. So the warp threads, the act, the process of 
threads running through space and time. And these threads, again, are none other than the Pope or the creator of the first unit of matter. You know what I'm saying? Because right here, he was, what we was talking about earlier, the Dogon, the Dogon priests also state the conceptual part of the existence of particles, matter exists with time over the threads. Each thread is said to pass through a series of seven vibrations inside the tiny egg. This is mitosis. This is your original, because seven plus one, got the seven threads plus the one when it pops out that mold, and also look at the, the pole as the one anyway. So the seven vibrations plus the one, the pole, equals eight. So that's the fold on that from two to four to from four to eight back to one. So it also represents what we talked about with the um the net. All right. The net has seven vibrations or seven words, power that was utilized in order to create anything she wants, so to speak. You know, there must have been some powerful words of love <laughs> in order to give what you want. Like the 80 times, that intent is very powerful. The will, the heart. Alright, so to put thread through a needle is what thread is. So with the needle the needle is, it has the eye in it. The eye of the needle, that point, that dot. That is the first eye, the first thread. And then you got the other glandular units that begin it began from a point two, chakras, what we call chakras. So that point within the little needle or whatever threaded the organ system. First, you know, threaded what, you know, I guess it would, it would be the, the endo, I mean, the ecto, uh, what is it? It's the three stages. Endoderm being the last. Ectoderm being the last. Middle, mesoderm being the second. And endoderm being the first. But those three stages, endoderm and black, endo skin or whatever. So that's like the, the initiatory spark. When you think of of light, we automatically jump to the conclusion that it's a fire. But you know, from sea to 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 uh, fire was like basically saying, you know, fire is only a physical representation of what we see. It's like we look at outer space and we see darkness. You know, that's physical. You go deeper into your mind. You know, I I see outer space. I'll be like, it's green right there, blue and yellow. You know, all the colors of the rainbow beyond what the physical eye can can perceive. The process of putting thread through a needle creating the fabric of space, the fabric of our physical space body as well. You know, so in the book Thinking and Destiny by Harold Percival, a point is defined as something that is without dimension, but from which dimension manifests. The point is the beginning and the ending of everything. The unmanifested and the manifested are divided by this point. The unmanifested manifests through a point. The manifested returns to the unmanifested through that point. A point can be observed as the origin of all things, where thoughts end, knowledge begins, and that initial spark is the point. When any thought is issued, 
so be it transmitted or received, it originates from a point, a seed. A point is an opening from the unmanifest reality to the manifested reality. A point has no existence or dimension, yet it is where existence and dimension forms. A circle is viewed as completion, esoterically, as well as in mathematics and science. It is the one, the whole, the all. The universe is built from phenomena, the foundation which are points, lines, angles, surfaces, and curves that are built from them. And phenomena basically means pheno means um, to give off light, and amena um, or omen means a sign, so a sign that gives off light. Again, a symbol of information, light is information. So the universe is built from light, signs of light, signs of light, angles of light, angels. And that's us. In building the universe, as it is mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, the mind is forever expanding. The universe is built from this phenomenon, the foundation which are points, lines, angles, surfaces, and curves that are built from them. The point represents the whole surface, the whole message. The point represents the whole surface as which the outside object is perceived. The forming of a thought begins with the process of building within the point, which is an essence within that thought. So the birthing of the thought will be developed by way of gestation, going into heteru, in the amount of light, heteru meaning house of light, turned inward and held steadily on the point, by the thinking. The light that is held by thinking enters the point, holding the light extends the point into a line of points, a string of pearls. This line of points is the matter of manifestation line. Human thinking from the heart and brain makes a thought for issuance possible by this process of building within the point towards the circle. Thinking which creates thoughts is a function of the psychophysical, that means the mental the mind and the body. Basically, the mind is a function of the mind and body. True thinking is the proper operation of one or more of the three minds and holding the light of the intelligence steadily on the subject of the thinking. The light of the intelligence is basically the breath, you know, the, or the, the intelligence that's within the breath, and basically that is melanin, or melatonin, serotonin, or it's the hormone, basically, you know, they think it's keeping your physical body together and whatnot. It's everything that you know. Basically, it's all things. You know, all it's lights. It's the information. It's even you know the words that are spoken. It's the thoughts. It's the thoughts. The thoughts to be seen. So the light of the intelligence steadily on um, true thinking is the proper operation of one or more of the three minds and holding the light of the intelligence steadily on the subject of the thinking. Human thoughts is an imperfect function of lower mind or body mind, and its only effort is to focus the light and hold it on the subject of thought. So human thoughts are imperfect because we, the human thought is, is like, uh, you know, I was searching when we were young. I got a car, but I ain't got a job. So it's going to keep gas in the car. So I'm always asking, they ain't got money for the car like that every day. So like with anything, I got this physical body, this vehicle, this vessel, and I don't put what is required in it, you know, when it's needed and necessary. Then over time it's going to not work properly. Eventually it might break down. So like you ain't putting gas in the car or oil or whatever, and we driving around on it. You know, even if I'm putting gas like five dollars in there every day, that five dollars don't really amount to nothing. That, that's a thirsty, that's a thirsty human. If I only 
had one cup of water every day. And, you know, and I, I require I require more, especially if I'm pushing it like that. I'm going from going at least thirty minutes out to out of my out of the, uh, where I'm, I'm at initially. Then two years down the road, that that call well, the body might not work properly. So we need to put what's, what's necessary in there. Uh, so human thoughts is an imperfect function of lower mind and body mind. And its only effort is to focus the light and hold it on the subject of thought. The majority of human thinking is passive and is formed by impressions perceived from the external reality by the five senses. This way of thinking is normally done involuntary and is, on, and is an insufficient, incoordinate, and unbalanced function with only one mind, the body mind, and not the interconnection of the three minds. Thinking that does not create thoughts is thinking where the mind works in accordance to rightness and is free from the control of the desire for attachment of the thing thought of. When the structure of the thought is formed and the thought is ready to be born, the balancing factor compromises the manifested and the unmanifested parts of the thought. The balancing factor being both the center and circumference is also the point. The balancing factor is conscious. Consciousness is the amount of knowledge on any given subject. So consciousness is basically again is darkness, dark matter. It's the intelligence. It's uh, what resides within the breath. And when that is obstructed or blocked, and the thoughts are dominated by human thinking, then what happens is we uh, is unbalanced functioning of only one mind. So the other higher minds aren't being utilized properly, and the lower mind is. Uh, is creating our, then the lower mind will be the creator of our reality and the master. The lower self will be the master in creating the things within the self-confidence of our reality, which we have seen, you know. And this is this is intentional. We get smacked first thing. So, you know, we always get like, we lock up. And we go, oh, shit, what's love? <laughs> I'm scared to love. You know, what love got to do with it? You know, prime examples, you know, oh, he loved me. <laughs> Go in there, uh, you know, with Nettie May or whatnot. <laughs> I forgot, but you know, yeah. So, consciousness is the amount of knowledge on any given So, some people conscious on the wrong thing. And, uh, I'm not going to say the wrong thing, but they're conscious, at least, you know, yet still, when our consciousness is. Being being changed by certain things that's outside of us, like uh, you know whatever the physical reality is offering us, we accept it to be that. And we're not looking at the metaphysics within the the, the play, which is you know it's game they playing game backwards of image, you know G A M E E M A G image. So the game they playing is again like before is, is based on our imagination and what we view and what we see. In the words, you know, it's cool, yeah, but it's the symbols again. It's the it's not the it's not the words or the law or the definitions behind the word, it's the symbols, it's those little pictograms, it's little hieroglyphs, meta meta. That's where the power is because they already know what's in what's in our memory banks. Memory means again the creative thoughts 
They know it's in there already. So if they can manipulate that word by way of symbol and give it a different definition, you know, like bad or whatever, you know, and make it mean something that's bad, you know, because bad is body, by, how's that bad, you know, that's, that's my soul right there. You're talking about it's bad, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so it's not bad. And D meaning door in Hebrew, so the door of the soul. It's bad. Don't go through that door. No, don't stop there. Don't stop it. Stop. So, I mean, you know, stop, I guess. You know, you don't want to take it, whatever. You don't want to get hit by that car right there. He was just going to the left or right hand side. So, you know, stop, but absorb what that stop sign is really telling us. The eight sided figure. You know, that's the, you know, mitosis again. And then you have snake energy with the, the energy of life spiraling up with the S, going to the marker sign, which would be. The cross or wings, and then you have the O over top of it. It's the eye, the pomegranate, and the P connected to it, which basically means a weapon. But the, it, I think this, but the P right there is power, you know. So that power is within us. So don't stop the power, keep moving, you know. The Kabbalah teaches that the universe is an emanation of the divine cosmic principle. The essence of which the cosmos was created issued from God as a result of the union of the feminine and masculine principles. This resulting balancing, this resulting balanced essence is known as metacula, is the originating substance of the cosmic egg. And it is the result of a union of a proton, positive charged particle, and electron negatively charged particle. The initial proton can be viewed as a form of cosmic sperm that fertilized the cosmic ovum. Initial electron and formed the cosmic egg that inevitably formed the physical universe in order to manifest itself to the infinite, into the infinite divine light, the male principle, dark energy, Asir, perfect darkness. It confined its essence within a vessel, female principle, dark matter, Asir throne. The unmanifested infinite light is called iron, negativity. The vessel that contains it is called Ansup, the limited. The restricted light that is the result of the union is called Ansupah, the limitless light, or Ansupah. You know what I'm saying? From the unification of Ain and Ansup forms a shaft of light which initiates the primordial point, the Kudu Rasima, from which Ansupah is created from. The primordial point. It travels within the circle. The onto the vessel of creation, is, the, is an analogy of the male sperm head penetrating the outer circle of the female ovum. In both cases, the final result is creation. In one instance, it is the manifested universe, and the other is the physical human being. This point of light or point within a circle, the primordial point, is viewed in the Kabbalistic sense as the vessel that holds and absorbs all ten sephiroths or spirits constituting the tree of life. Although Although the point is unseen and cannot be divided by human perception, it still holds place within three dimensions. The dimensions are length, depth, and breadth, each of which are further divided into three parts and beats, being beginning, middle, and end, thereby creating nine parts within the point. When the point is added and the nine spirits equal out to ten, thus completion. And you know you know, it was taking place for the last month with that uh, that little ritual 
then June um, 17th to 26th was 10 days. And on Juneteenth, that's 1 and 9, it was 10. And you know, that was celebrate to last um, so-called slaves being freed in, in Tekat, you know, the word power, to give word. And what they do, they gave word that the last slaves were to be freed. You know, that's uh, the 150th anniversary. It's one five. You go go back into uh, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. It's 5 5. 10. Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. It's Old Beltane Day. It's the uh, original, was one of the, the day that um, they observed as far as witches and witches and whatnot back in, back in the day. They observed that day. 90 seconds. To uh, worship so called Bell, Bell or whatever. You know, the Lord of Fire. Then you go back again to, to the first. Well, that was, that's May Day or Beltane Day. May, but well, that, that, that's not that's one thousand. Which go back to the nineteenth of April when um sixty seconds. Well, was uh, was that was his transition. So it, it, those tens right there, they're about um whatever you're saying right there with the you know a lot of those rituals are. Based on a Kabbalistic system, uh, you know, it's just something that's done repetitively. He's been doing it for a minute. It's just something that is here, present, whatever. It's not even here like that. You know, I'm talking about it, giving breath to it, but I'm not giving breath to the actual uh, side of what the ritual is concerned with on that side. The breath that we're giving to it right here, right now, is breath of life, of truth. You know, spiritual Ten seconds. spiritualization behind what take what took place on that occasion is not is not something that we should go running around um like talking about to in the same aspect as the physical representation. The physical thing, you see how the emotions get I you know, I heard people talking about I'm mad, I'm mad. They can talk about they mad which is that means they're on the brink of insanity. Um they're not, they're not uh, acting like they want justice or that. They're talking about some things, you know. Get nationalized, you know. <laughs> but, you know, do do what you have to do. Reclimate and become who you are physically through the spirit. You know what I mean? In, in Egyptian lore, after Osar ascended, his consul, I said, began to weep on or about the eve of June 18th. And this day is entitled Leilat Unhipta, the night of the teardrop. The event um, happened on the 17th you know, of June. And then the next day after that was June 19th, June 10th. It's called the night of the teardrop. This is symbolic of the first raindrop that falls into the Nile and begins the annual flood season. Now begins to noticeably rise soon after the summer solstice, and two weeks after the first teardrop, which is approximately July 30. 
to July 4th uh, celebration because the Nile is now beginning to rise. It has nothing to do with Independence Day in America. It has everything to do with our natural rituals that we observe in observance to natural occurrences that were repetitively, repetitively noticeable and also gave an elevated agreement of life and abundance to masses. And that kept us in, it kept us uh, corresponding to our higher self and lower self. Uh, one of the most important deities in Egyptian mythology, the sun god, Ra, or Ray, was the supreme power of the universe, the giver of life. He was often merged with the god Amun as Amun Ra. Some myths present Ra as the head of the Egyptian pantheon and ruler of all the gods. Others say that he was the only god and that all other deities were merely aspects of Ra. In some creation myths, Ra emerged from either a primeval mound or primeval waters, as Ra Atim, and created Tefnut, moisture, and true air. In this first divine prayer spring, the sky goddess Mute, Earth, Earth god Gil, who created the universe and gave birth to the gods Osiris, or Asir, Aset, Set, Nepetis, and Heru. Ra appeared in many myths and legends and stories about him buried as the sun god. He rode across the sky in a golden ship bringing light and warmth to all creatures living on earth. When the sun set in the evening, he descended to the underworld and brought light and air to the people who dwell there. Each evening, Ra's servants helped to battle his eternal enemies, the mighty snake, a pebble. The Egyptian sun god Ra traveled across the sky during the day and through the underworld at night. There's that um, melatonin and serotonin. Ra and all his creations, um, some stories say that Ra sailed along the body of the night. sky goddess during the day and traveled through the body of night. You know what I'm saying? It's the end is on, on the outside during the day. Some stories say that the Ra sailed along the body of the sky goddess during the day and traveled through her body at night. And during the day, that blood energy going, you know, serotonin is moving. You know, you can see it as you know, the vitality second during the night. Traveling, the energy of raw melatonin, uh, you know, serotonin is, is going through the body at night, through the body. According to one series of myths, Ra first ruled during the golden age, everything he saw was perfect. And the sight of such wonders brought tears to his eyes. Tears fell to earth and grew into human beings. In time, however, Ra became angry with the human be- humans because of their actions. He summoned his divine eye, the beautiful goddess Hathor, or Heteru, the house of light, and transferred her, transformed her into Sekhmet. A savage lioness. Ra sent the lioness to Earth to kill humans, but she had, but she after she had caused so much massive bloodshed, she decided to save the humans that remained. He played a trick on Sekhmet, getting her so drunk on beer that she forgot to continue killing. Nevertheless, death had now been introduced into the world. The holiday of receiving Ra was celebrated on May 26th in the Gregorian calendar. May 26th, going 30 days after that is June 26th. June 26th is the day-to-day transitional ceremony for the nine that that passed in that that event, that ritual, so to speak. And um, May 26th, Um, to June 26th 
you know, June 26th also, um, the born day of Dr. Montessori Europe. So there's always something to hide or for us to be more attentive to as far as far as um as far as where we are, are when our attention is, is always being, you know, grabbed and and, and then tossed around, you know, misused, then we for one we lose vitality and we lose strength. But we also uh we accept whatever it is that's grabbing our attention as being truth, reality in place of something that may bring more of a powerful representation to our physical reality through the spirit, you know, because the spirit won't lead you to respect. You know, the mind will, but the heart ain't going to tell you something that ain't right. The heart can always give you the right information if we hear inside the heart. We listen to the heart. The tea on that. The tea, on, tea on here, we get hard, right? All right. So the Chinese dragon is a symbol of China's strength and prosperity. Um, as an imagine, it is a, um, according to legends, the Chinese dragon is able to breathe fire, summon wind, and call for rain, fly into the clouds, and hide at the bottom of the sea. It is ca- also capable of becoming as large as the sky, or disguising itself, or being as tiny as a pinhead. Point the seed. In Chinese lore, the dragon was a benevolent creature with powers to bring rain, floods, and even hurricanes to a land. Along with this ability, the dragon signified power, strength, and good luck. Luck starting in the Han Dynasty. Emperors took on the symbolism of this dragon as they hoped to bring good fortune to their lands. The number nine is considered lucky in Chinese culture, and this fact is reflected in the depiction of the Chinese dragon. Nine different animal resemblances make up the appearance of the Chinese dragon. According to Chinese myths, the dragon has nine children. More interestingly, the nine children have have uh, different characters, from whom another. Um, again, the nine ch- dragon children have different characters, characteristics from one another in their images. To be more specific, imagery and images are widely used in architect- architectural decoration, especially in the imperial palace, imperial palaces. The Chinese dragon symbolizes the sovereignty of emperors, and everything related to to it was exclusively for emperors in the Chinese feudal society. The ancient emperors called their sons seeds of dragons. The robes were dragon robes, and the palace was a dragon palace. The imperial throne, the imperial throne, was called the dragon throne. Seeds of dragon, dragon seed, you know, the wise seed. Spell the word dragon backwards. You got Nagard. Niggard. You got a god right there. So the seed of God, seeds of dragons. They, you know, they represent the dragon. It's Nagas, of course. Nigu. You know, this is this uh, wordage that's placed with symbols. You know, it ain't the words or the definition behind the words. It's the symbolism. So they symbolize their seeds as dragons, the seeds of dragons. And the um the palace was called the imperial throne was called the dragon throne. The palace was called the dragon palace. They had these roads with dragons on them, you know what I'm saying? 
even to this day. We still throw them on for different purposes and reasons, but they enlightened the mind to a, a different arena of thought in place of what is given. You know, so it, it, it gives those like seeds of dragons, the seeds of the uh, of the emperors, their children. It gives them a, a different type of mentality as they grow, and we have the ability to do the same. We believe the same, agree the same. The emperor has no better blood or breath than we do. They might do a little bit more meditation. I don't know, but we came out the same hole. We came from the same point. You know, my mama, just because she might look a certain different way and all this other stuff, dress a certain way, it's just like the emperor's mama over here, the king's mama over there, the president's mom, or the high executive CEO, whatever it is. This movie star, whatever. I mean, everyone is equal. It doesn't. Paper does not give us, or you know, paper meaning money. Money does not give us some type of stature in life. That, I mean, you can get it, but first you gotta be, gotta know where that thing coming from. Coming from the same hole, <laughs> so to speak. So we shouldn't be out here trying to kill each other over mama, like to talk about, like like that over money. Get it or whatever. I mean, that's not my main. That's not the major issue in life. You know, I, I feel like the major. We should always reflect on what is really important. What's really important ain't somebody having some. It's a cushion to sit on called a wallet. It's just you know that that is not that important because there's some people. I ain't judging them. You know, I ain't judging myself. There's some greedy people out here that ride by every day and see. This guy on the side of the street, even if he got, I don't know, you know, his life story or her life story, but it's a millionaire to drive out in every day and just put the nose up like, you about to give you nothing. You better get a job. You know what I'm saying? That ain't what he is for. His agreement was not to get a job. Apparently, her agreement was to, you know, to do what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So, get that energy where, you know what I'm saying? Move on. Keep doing. Keep going where you're going. You know, you can't look at um, everything like it, it is what it is. It's not that. You know, these, these energies that's out here, these angels of light, come in different shapes, forms, and sizes. You know, everybody, everything is an angel. Angels of light, angels. You know, so, you know, keep moving with them. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, all right, now, we went from seed. Dragon seed, the tear of Ra, um, Melet and Nukto, the night of the teardrop, the June 18th, as well as um, the point within the circle, the Kabbalistic point within the circle, and the cosmic egg, also the point in relation to. Um, Thinking of destiny, point was in circle. That was some information out of um, Kabbalah by where is that? Oh, uh, Kabbalah by Magellan Gonzalez with the Kabbalah for the modern world. Good, good text, good hologram there. Um, pretty decent information whole message, so to speak. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, but now we're going to 
Well, yes, yeah, yeah, I had to do that. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I had light of incense for that one. Uh, you know, take it back to the to the purple rain, purple rain. I never meant to cause you the I never meant to cause you any pain. Okay, look. Okay, purple rain. Purple rain. When there's blood in the sky, red and blue equals purple. Purple rain pertains to the end of the world and being with the one you love and letting your faith, God, guide you through purple rain. Purple rain. God, G-A-D, G-O-D. Night. So purple, purple is the color of what? Darkness basically is uh, the higher um crown chakra, right? So um, what? Indigo, violet, you know, being the darker colors going out of the, the white light spectrum into the ultra, or the, into the black light spectrum, which be dark light spectrum. So red, blue, make purple. The blood in the blue sky creates the color purple. Basically, that's when the physical or the base reality ascends to the color blue, the vibration sound that is now being produced by the initiate of the one who has obtained and the process to bring it up the lower energy back towards the heart and then beyond the heart back up going to its origin it now reaches to that state of purple or the high chakra the crown chakra the power gland crown gland producing um, producing those different phosphine type of uh, Use within the mind. Those colors, like in meditation, you see those different colors, but purple being one of them, you know, through melanin. And so purple rain is melanin, basically. Now, purple rain is defined in slang is a restless feeling, a nondescript, nondescriptive feeling of boredom, restlessness, and confinement, a feeling. One has been wanting to escape from responsibility, chiefly emotionally, by traveling, sometimes synonymous with wanderlust, desire to travel in order to escape an emotional commitment. And it says there, a restless feeling, a nondescript feeling of boredom, restlessness, and confinement. Remember, if you recall, jaded, in the jade, unjaded uh, joint, the unjaded joint, we're talking about jade hammer or something, jade means to weary, tie out, make dull. It means bored by continual indulgence. So purple rain means a non-descriptive feeling of bored and restlessness and confinement. Jade means bored by continual indulgence. It means bored by a self-gratification ritual. Jade that's when the lowest of this is in control of. And that's the definition of jade from perspective of human mind. Jade and purple rain flowing together. Jade is a dark color. 
you know, going from the heart chakra to jade. In that in that respect of jade, you know, there's different colors of jade as far as the gem is concerned. Black jade, white jade, purple jade, you know, they got different colors you know, come out different. Um but purple rain. Um saying the purple rain is the rest of the feeling, but yet the purple rain is when the blood there's blood in the sky, red and blue. So when the base reality ascends back up to the higher chakra and produces the purple rain. That's also the tear ra. Tear ra we call it's when the energies of both sacral nerves commingle and then rise back up or the cerebral spinal fluid rises back up. Rise. Ras ka ras. Kav in the spirit in the rise means to rise. The spirit rises. And that goes back to the pomegranate again. Chiron being the pomegranate. So, Lelet Ulta. If I'm not mistaken, the night of the teardrop is the night that we symbolically represented as one of the initiations, you know. So four days after the 18th is some sort of 22nd or some sort of one of the um, original dates for it as far as uh, being the longest day of the summer or whatever. But um, if you do the math on four, you have one plus two plus three plus four. One plus two is three and three plus four is seven. So three plus seven is ten. So like uh, with 13, one and three, the whole you know, like the meta magic on it, it adds up to completion. So, you know, 13 equals 10. When you look at it from 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4, 1 plus 2 is 4. So, Purple Rain and the, and the lyrics, um, lyrics are, I never meant to cause you any sorrow, I never meant to cause you any pain. Lower sense is, you know, causing pain and sorrow due to uh, the overindulgences. I only wanted to one time see you laughing. I only want to see you laughing in the purple rain. That joy, that purple rain. The happiness of obtaining the inner peace things without having to uh, cause any sorrow or pain. Didn't mean to cause any sorrow or pain. Never meant to cause you that type of reality. I want to see you bathing in the purple rain. I want to see you happy as the, uh, you know, as, I guess as the person, as he was saying, he was happy, I guess, with whatever he was doing. So he wanted to see her do the same thing. Never wanted to be a weekend lover. I only wanted to be some kind of friend. So he wanted to be somebody who came over on the weekend. You know, that's temporal. Want to be permanent. Bathing, you know, bathing in that purple rain. You know, I only wanted to be some kind of friend, baby. I could never steal you from another. Such a shame my friendship had to end. Can't steal. He was already, you know, okay, oh no, so I never wanted to be a weekend lover, something permanent. I only wanted to be some kind of friend. You know, a friend, near friend, friends. Love is far different from someone's love that we call 
you know, it's always best, like I said, it's always best to be a clean man first, then you know it's Because you build stronger by just more than six, whatever. And um, then it goes back to Purple Rain. I only wanted to see you underneath the Purple Rain. Underneath it. And then then engulfed in, in, inside of it, saturated by Purple Rain. Bathing in that Purple Rain. Honey, I know, I know, I know times are changing. It's time we all reach out for something new. That means me too. It's in the head. It's time we reach out, all of us, for something new. A new. That means me too. You say you want a leader, but you can't seem to make up your mind. I think you better close it and let me guide you to the purple ring. Say, close the mind and let him guide it to the purple ring. Not figuratively him, of course. Purple rain, purple rain. If you know what I'm singing about here, come on, raise your hand. Purple rain, purple rain. I want to see you. I only want to see you in that purple rain. Say you say you want a leader, but you can't seem to make up your mind. So somebody always want. We always want someone outside of us telling us what to do. Seem better than we need. I don't know. I mean, but we, we, it seems that we do want, you know, vote for this guy or her, this female over here. Or we want to, you know, so type of pull, pull some on. Um, see, he's got the long stem, you know, type thing. It's all good, though. It's Having that that indirect information instead of the direct information means that we are being um, steered. I him, you know, him is the the steering column of the boat. Um, Also, could be looked at as the master gland within the body. It's the part of gland. Governs or remove it, it regulates all things that happen in this in this body. So if it's been uh, governed by external uh, leaders, you know, then might as well close it and let me guide you to the purple rain. As a prince, like it, I guess if they, they want to be so subjugated by those external values. And keep creating or recreating in, in that in that manner in the lower chakras, and let him guide guide you to the purple rain, right? You know, to the high chakras. So purple rain, purple rain. I only want to see you in that purple rain. That's cool. You know, I I just was like, you know, it it, it all flows together a little bit from uh, the material and. The night of the tear. You see how that night of the tear goes right along with all seventeenth to nineteenth, eighteenth. It's it's like the medium night of the tear, you know. So a ritual was going on. 
it's when even through some solstice, you know, thirteen day thing, because then that is the completion of course was also nine with uh Amirah, conjunction with the Kabbalah. Also with um the um the mito the mitosis, the blastula laden is that reside within that whole Nasaka region. You know, just did in the Bagua, you know, the Bagua the eight the eight sided figure that we performing in um the last step on uh, meditation is my medication. But by doing such in a repetitive ritualistic type of manner. And this is something that's internal and through mind that builds that portal. It it really it puts that portal back into um the uh, warp speed ahead type of <laughs> uh movement, so to speak. That's one that's one meditation. I don't know if that's the one because I you know, personally I don't like to get into it, but I've been through a few meditations but as far as um that's why I'd be so like, you know, passionate about certain things because I I've seen certain things, you know, and experienced it in certain ways and um I know uh, I know the cardinal. I have a I have a, a somewhat of a clue on the editology behind some of the things that have occurred. And as you go through certain, as you initiate self and go through certain um, key factors through that process, you will, on certain events, be able to observe as well as recollect some of those. uh, You will be able to observe and be attentive as well as participate. As I say, with that point, with that vortex, and that vortex will be floating with you and moving with you, and you will have a, a greater sense of awareness of your higher self and your lower self through that point in the circle. But yeah, it's there. It's always been there. The blade says, you know. I mean, the latent cells, the uh, mitosis, those eight original cells, but, uh, like forming that that bagua within that uh, within five uh, fusion of five five uh, elements, fusion of the, the negative emotions. That meditation is very powerful. I don't like. I said I don't know. If that's the one. It really ain't one. All of them lead to the same path. Everything leads to the same destination. There's different ways of going and getting it. You know, that, I, I you know, I went kind of fast over it on um, the actual episode of Meditation is My Meditation, the last one, I think part three. Yeah, part three is when we actually did a meditation like that throughout, but I was, you know, like I'm doing now. Running my mouth up, let me get off of that right there real quick, get off that happy horse. Mm. Okay, excerpts from the Book of Lies by Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley, you already know, yeah. 
Okay, the antiprimal triad, which is not God. Let me go back. Oh, the antiprimal triad, which is not God. Nothing is. Nothing becomes, yet nothing is not. The first triad, which is God, I am. I utter the word. I hear the word. The abyss. The word is broken up. There is knowledge. Knowledge is relation. These fragments are creation. The broken manifests light. Second triad, which is God. God, the Father and Mother, is concealed in generations. God is concealed in the whirling energy of nature. Of nature, God is manifest in gathering, harmony, consideration, the mirror of the sun and of the heart. Third child, bearing, preparing, wavering, flowing, flashing, stability, forgetting. The tenth information, tenth information, the world. So. In the commentary, um, this is uh, written in the book. This is, like I said, from uh, the book of Lies, uh, this crowd. Uh, chapter zero. Chapter, this is the first chapter, number zero corresponds to the negative, which is before we kept it in Kabbalistic, in the Kabbalistic system. It's an uh, unself, unself. Un, zero, that's the point. That. It starts out, this first, this is the first uh, excerpt out of the book, the first page after the introduction. The notes of interrogation and exclamation on the previous page are the other two tales. The meaning of these symbols is fully explained in some book called Soldier and Hunchback. I mean, one of the other ones, Senator's Joint. The chapter begins by the letter O, followed by a mark of explanation. Um, in reference to the theogony of Libra Ligis. Let me go back up there. Okay, well. The description. Sounds. And you see uh, the other notes inside the book. It says, uh, silence. Oh, Mutes. Oh, I did smile on mutes. You see that mute right there, mutes. The new NUIT point. All right, so um, this is a negative trinity. Its three statements are in an ultimate sense identical. They harmonize being, becoming, not being, the three possible modes of conceiving the universe. They harmonize being, becoming, and not being. Three possible modes of conceiving the universe. Meaning, they harmonize what is, what's not, and what is to become. Uh, the physical, the spiritual, and the mental. The mind is becoming spiritual is nothing. Physical is being. Statement, nothing is not technically equivalent to something is, is fully explained in the essay called Barassi. That's one of those uh, Torah drums. Well, this is a Zora thing. The Torah is hidden meanings in Barassi. Bear, like a whale, she's mystery, something like that. So it's a well of mystery. It's a collaboration. You know, each letter for that word can be broken down to. Final points. I'll see it 
um, leader. Sword is held in 
His eagle is burnt up in the great fire, yet not a feather is scorched. His eagle is swallowed up in the great sea, yet not a feather is wetted. So flies he in the earth, lighted on the earth as he pleasant. A black, two-headed eagle. So left, right brain, even a black triangle is he. Black triangle. There's a black pyramid in his claws. He bears a sword. Yay, a short sword is held in him. Sword. Tip of the sword is a point. These were burnt up in a great fire, yet not a feather is squished. Alchemy. That's the symbol for gold and alchemy. So we go from base layer to gold, symbol for gold and alchemy is a circle with a point. These were swallowed up in the great sea, yet not a feather is wetted. Melanin. So fly up here in the air and light it upon the earth as he pleasant. So that point flies in the air and lights up the earth as he pleasant. So spake Icarus Burgundus Molinius or Marines, the great master of the temple of the God that is as headed, he dare not speak. Jacob's book on this Molinus. Yeah, I know it is. You know, it's a more ready to be talking about the other day. Mario did 13, 14. All that Templar stuff, you know, but um, not to go into where everything is saying, but go down here. His initials, IBM, are the initials of three pillars of the temple and add 252. That's 13 times 4. So B and N, that's the sun. But his initials, IBM, are the initials of the three pillars of the temple. And add up to be two. Fifty-two is thirteen times four. It takes thirteen weeks to pass from the winter solstice to the spring equinox, then the equinox, spring equinox to the summer solstice, and the summer solstice to the autumn equinox. It takes thirteen weeks between each, equal out to fifty-two weeks in a year. All right, so now we're going to look at Job 22, verses 12 to 14. We do the math, 4, 4 plus 3, 7, 7 plus 5, 12 again, 4 plus 3, 7, 7 plus 5, 12, and 12 plus the 1, 12 praying in earth plus the 1 is 13, 12 plus the sun is 13, 12 planets plus the sun is 12. It's uh, 13. In verse, uh, verses 12 to 14, say, Job 22, Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. And thou sayest, What does God know? Can he judge through the thick darkness? The clouds are coming to him, that he seeth not, and he walketh in the circuit of heaven. And he walketh in the circuit of heaven. We read that again. Is not God in the height of heaven? Is not God the intelligence in the highest point of the physical ring? Heaven means heaved up place with the mind. And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. 
type of stars, those, those astrocytes within the mind, within the brain, that receive meditation, the inner universe, inner space travel. And thou sayest, what does God know? Can he judge through the thick darkness? The clouds are covering to him that he seeth not, and he walketh in the circle of heaven. You don't see the clouds like that? You know, the guy within doesn't see the clouds like we see. You know, you see through that. That he seeth not. The clouds are covering to him that he seeth not, and he walketh in the circle of heaven. The circle. That, that point within the circle, you know. So walks within the melanin and we're able to see, we're able to not just see, we're able to perceive the reality, observe the reality, with participating with the same reality and not being confounded by or confused or perplexed by the uncertainties that may um, be produced or released when the controlling factors around us are uncertain, you know, so get that, that pure sight, that, you know, clear vision, clairvoyance, and, um, you know, through certain activities and stuff. So some people born with it now because, you know, mom and daddy were doing certain things to keep them right, you know. So or it's just something that skipped a generation in their DNA so they utilize it in the property. You know, so amen to that. Uh, six in the point within a circle. The point in the circle carries a sexual connotation. One Masonic author states this, that this symbol is used in sun worship and then says the female principle symbolized by the moon assumes the form of a lunette or yoni, small circle of opening or crescent, while the male principle symbolized by the sun assumes the form of a lingam phallus or obelisk and places itself erect in the center of the lunette, like the mast of a ship. When the high priest, priestess, Wanted to depict the female sexual organ, he or she commonly used a circle. One type of the circle is called the eight-step path of enlightenment. Those on this path believe that a person needs to go through eight separate steps to become fully enlightened spiritually. Notice that the very center of the symbol is a very small circle, point C. Belly. Um, the female principle symbolized by the moon assuming the form of a moon, physical reality, moon. Or crescent, while the male principle symbolizes the sun, assuming the form of lingam, or phallus, obviously, in place of several bricks in the center of the lunar. Now it's at the tip of phallus, but obviously, the point, the tip of the penis, point, point, where, um, pineal gland, penal gland, pineal penis gland, but is uh, also represented in that same manner as well. Black dot absorbing the light sand, small circle opening, crescent, and then the phallus of lingam being the actual pine, so to speak, pine of land, P size shape, P shape, oh, what a thing. The eightfold path, as we were speaking about, the eightfold um, path of enlightenment, or the eightfold path, let's talk about Buddhist teachings. Um, 
got a few more minutes. The eightfold path is basically the fourth um, path of noble truth, or the noble truth of the path that leads to awakening. The path is a paradox. It is a conditioned thing that is said to help you to be unconditioned. Awakening is not made by anything. It's not a product of anything, including the Buddhist teachings. Awakening, the true nature, is already always present. You are just not awake to this reality, clinging to limitation and attempts to control the ceaseless flow of phenomena, the signs of light, the sons of light, and process obscures our true nature. So when we are always you know, trying to objectify our reality by our external means and saying that that's what it is, then we are uh, limiting ourselves, and that's the cause of the frustration. You know, some of those... Uh, those feelings of that generate that um, generate the emotion of fear. The path is a process to help you move or move beyond conditioned responses to obscure your true nature. In this sense, the path is ultimately about unlearning rather than learning. We learn so we can unlearn and uncover. The Buddha called his teachings a raft. To cross a turbulent river, we may need to build a raft. When built, we single-mindedly and with great energy make our way across. Once across, we don't need to cart the raft around with us. In other words, don't cling to anything, including the teachings. However, make sure you use them before you let them go. There's no use knowing everything about the raft and not getting on. The teachings are tools. The teachings are tools, not dogma. The teachings are upaya, which means skillful means or expedient method. It is fingers pointing at the moon. Don't confuse the fingers for the moon. Biblically, uh, in my father's house, there are many mansions. There is not so, not but I tell you. So each reality that we go to, like, for instance, uh, cigarettes are pretty, pretty heavy, you know. It's like... You know, I remember when I was smoking, I had to smoke when I when I got up. You know, I might talk about before I had to smoke when I got in the car, go out when I got out the car, you know, got to uh when I had to take a dump after I got finished eating before I got before I was eating, you know, smoke a half a pack of cigarettes before lunch. You know what I'm saying? The time to wake up before it's time to eat lunch. So I'm like, this is a vice, right? This thing is controlling me. So what's good with, you know, everything? So, you know, that's that's one of those experiences. That's a room. That's a that's a, uh, a dimension, so to speak. So that bubble of reality, why I get stuck on that one thing when I got so many other rooms to walk through or whatnot, so many other dimensions. So, you know, we activate that truth or whatever through the experience by going through it and participating with it, seeing what it was all about, and then moving on to the next, and on to the next. So each each reality is, or each experience is, in essence, um, another room, but also it's another dimension or another mansion within what we would call heaven. It's open. Over. Well, at least it was. Over. Oh, <laughs> My son is laughing when he laughs out. It's top of the window. 
All right, okay. So in my father's house, so I mean, match. Well, we got five to go, so that is the point. The point is you are the point. The initiatory spark of life or light that brought us into a physical existence from the first cell into what we now call the physical body or the 76 trillion cells that we consist of. The point is to eye the needle. That point that threaded the whole fabric of our physical existence into physical reality, including the universe that we participate with externally and the universe that we participate with internally. So as inner space travelers, remember the point of your um, the point of your uh, departure and, and where we initiated from. Because that's where we are. We ain't never left. You know, ain't nothing changed. We still who we are from the jump. So we're going to fade, fade out right here with a little, a little music. This is the expect not, nothing expect none. That's AKA L O B L B A AKA. Black water metamagician. So black light. Stay peace. Stay you most definitely and be the point. Be the superhero. Superhero man. You know. Be uh be who you are and and don't alter the beast just because some externally is saying and giving us fuel, you know, that ain't the right gas. You wanna get some of that Texaco. <laughs> you wanna get some of that Texas, some of that power. You know, some of that, the word, Utaka, 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 peace.